It is an amazing love. How can it be that he would die? My name is Mike Reed, and I'm one of the pastors at Elders at Grace Fellowship Church. I've had the, the great blessing to have known Ryan as a dear friend whom I love great, greatly for the past seven-plus years. Everyone who knew Ryan and we've heard today knew to be full of energy, full of life, full of opinions. He was always quick to have a discussion about the things of life, from carnivore diets to Husker football to the best way to cook ribs. One of the topics that Ryan most often discussed with the most amount of passion was his view on heaven and hell and eternal life in Christ. He was always ready to have that discussion. I was at the visitation. Somebody came through the line and told me how, how Ryan had impacted his life so much with challenging him with what he believed in his, in his professed Christian faith. Uh, you, Ryan isn't here today. Ryan Shell is here, but Ryan isn't here. But I'm going to represent Ryan in that conversation. And, and if Ryan were here, I can assure you, like the inside of your bulletin said, he would be telling you, don't miss heaven. In Hebrews 9.27 it says, And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Ryan has experienced this reality. Just as everyone in here, everyone ever born, at some point will experience the same reality. We will breathe our last and we will stand before God and God, God will judge us. He will judge us on whether we will be in heaven for all eternity or for hell. So I, I want to help prepare you for that time this morning. That time that you will die and you will stand before God in judgment. Most people in here know John 3.16. It's something we've heard lots in our culture. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. God gave His only Son. God the Father sent God the Son. God the Son was born of a woman, Mary, of a virgin, and, and he lived as a human being. God the Son came to live as a man. God the Father gave his Son to live on this earth for 33 years in perfection, fulfilling the law. Never sinning once in thought, word, or deed. And then, at the hands of men in the provident plan of God, he went to a cross. And he died a sinner's death, and he never had sinned one time in his life, and yet he went to the cross to take on the anger of man, but more importantly, he went to take on the wrath of his Father in heaven. And he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God gave his Son to live a perfectly sinless life, and then to die on a cross to take the punishment that everyone who would believe in him deserves. He did not come, he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Why? Because the world's already condemned. People are already condemned. 
As Pastor Tyler was talking about, if we flashed everything up on that screen that you've ever done in thought or word or you've actually done, you would be ashamed. I would be ashamed and I would run out of here in shame. I was condemned. God sent his son that whoever believes into him would not perish but have everlasting life. When these bodies die, these souls will live forever. We're made in the image of God with a soul that will live forever. And that soul will not perish in hell if they have believed into, if you have believed into Christ. Verse 18 of John 3. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe him is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And then we go down to John 3.36. It says this, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. The things that I just said before, whoever believes in the Son, believes that God the Father sent his Son, God himself, to come to live as a man, to live a perfectly sinless life, and to die on a cross to pay for the sins of those who would put their faith and trust. If you believe that, if you believe in the Son for the forgiveness of your sins, then you will have eternal life, Zoe, eternal life in heaven. Where there's no more sin. There's no pain or sorrow or suffering or tears. But it says this in John 3.36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Anyone in here has put their faith and trust in Christ has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son, whoever does not believe in the Son shall not see life. Rather, the wrath of God remains on him. Now, what does that verse actually tell us? It tells us that the wrath of God remains on him. See, if this is the wrath of God, when did I put this on? In my mother's womb. This I was born with, the wrath of God, because I was a sinner, born in sin, and I sinned. From my very early years, my mother didn't have to teach me to be generous, yet to teach me not to be selfish. I was born with this, the wrath of God upon me. And if I don't believe in the Son, it remains on me. Don't, all of sin and fall short of the glory, there's the glory of God. No one in here, in and of themselves, can stand before a holy God righteous. Every one of us are under His wrath, rightly deserved. And if you don't obey the Son, the wrath of God remains on you. I don't care how much you try to clean your life up. I don't care how generous you try to be. I don't care how often you go to church. I don't care if you're Pastor Tim. If all you've done is works to try to get this thing off, it ain't coming off. The only way the wrath of God comes off is to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Then it is removed. But if you do not put your faith and trust in Christ... This wrath of God remains on you. This is the gospel. This is the good news that God so loved the world, He sent His only Son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't come to judge the world. He didn't come to condemn the world because the world's already condemned. He came to save sinners like you and me. 
But make no mistake, don't believe something different. The wrath of God is on everyone that does not have their faith and trust in Christ. You're not born pure and then become dirty. You know you're not without sin. I know I'm not without sin. Be honest with yourself. Pastor Tyler gave you the complete gospel. You've, you've heard the gospel from me. There is no one in here right now in this moment that is ignorant of the reality. You may deny it. You may disagree with it, but you are not ignorant. Ignorant means without knowledge. You know what you've been told is that you are under the wrath of God unless you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and believe that he was God and live without sin, rose from the dead, ascended now and sits in heaven. You know that. And if you don't believe that, you will die under the wrath of God. Acts 17.30 says, The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent. Repent. Metanoia. Have a change of mind that leads a change of direction. To repent. To see your sin. The sin that would be gross if it were up there. To see that sin for the sin that it is. Turn from it in contrition toward God, seeking mercy in and through Jesus Christ. He has commanded everyone to repent. I'm commanding you this morning, if you have not believed on Christ, I'm commanding you to repent. Turn from your sin. Turn to Christ. Turn to God through Christ and live. Do not think you can stay in your sin and stand before God and not face the judgment. What must you do? You must repent. You must see your sinfulness. You must turn from it. You must understand the heinousness of your sin against the holy God. You might say, well, I'm not that bad. I'm better than the guy sitting next to me. The standard is not the guy sitting next to you. The standard is not me for sure. The standard is not Pastor Tim. The standard is God himself. The standard is perfection. Anyone in here perfect? Then you need Christ. When you, when you deny that you're a sinner and you believe that God is not righteous for putting these standards upon you, you will stand before him and you will plead that and you will be sent to hell. The only way you're going to go to heaven is if you stand before God at that day of judgment. The only way Ryan is in heaven today is if he stood before God and pled Christ. When Paul was standing before King Agrippa on his way to Rome to see Caesar Augustus, he was given a chance to tell his testimony, give his story to King Agrippa, the king of the Jews. And in this, he tells of his salvation on the road to Damascus. And then he calls Agrippa to faith in Christ. This king of the Jews, one of the kings of the Jews, he's telling him, no, your religion's wrong. He calls him to faith in Christ. To be saved from the wrath of God. Acts 26, 28, and Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? Listen, I want you to know something. It's been a short time I've been up here. It is my desire to persuade you to be a Christian. That's the only reason I'm standing here right now. It's to persuade you to be a Christian. And Paul said, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you also who hear me this day might be because such as I am, except for these chains. Except for the fact that I'm, in, I'm, I'm arrested and going to, to uh, 
Rome to be tried, except for that. Be as I am, Paul says. Be a Christian, Agrippa. Turn from your sin and put your faith and trust in Christ. Know that you're a sinner. Quit lying to yourself and saying you're not that bad, you're that bad. You can't see the title of the message. The title of the message is persuading you to be a Christian. That's my charge this morning. If you're not a Christian, I'm here to command you to repent and believe on Christ before it's too late. Turn from your sin. Look to Christ. It was, it was Paul's hope that day that everyone who heard him speak would put their faith and trust in Christ. That is, that is my hope today as well. It's the only hope I have is in Christ for me, for you, for anyone. Stand before you today wanting you to be as I am. Not as I am in my sin, not as I am in my humanity, as I am in Christ, a forgiven, blood-bought sinner who Christ came to this earth, lived as a man without sin, and died a horrible death. He then was buried in a tomb and he rose from the dead and now he sits at the right hand of the Father, reigning. Be like me. Be in Christ. I beg you. I plead with you. See your sin for what it is. I don't care if your only sin is I stole cookies or I lied to my parents or your sin is you're a serial adulterer. Christ died for those sins. And the weight of unconfessed sin is death. Eternal death. If we don't confess that sin before God and turn to, turn to Him through Christ for salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Pastor Tide gave us a picture of, mm, I don't know which mountain, whatever mountain he said in the mosquito. This is our sin. Our sins, they are many and they're lots. But God's mercy in and through Jesus Christ is far more. There is no sin that Christ didn't die for if you'll believe in him. You sit here today as a sinner, turn to Christ and live. Let's stand and sing, his mercy is more. His mercy is more.